When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. It's time to check in with Atlanta United and Atlanta Hawks broadcaster Mike Conti. Slides it forward, a shot, score! Brought to you by the Lindy and Sarah Group, Keller Williams Realty First Atlanta. Back at our Kia Studios here on the morning show. Thomas Monty for John Fricky alongside Hugh Douglas. We are joined now by Mike Conti. Mike. Mike. Hawks and Atlanta United broadcaster. Mike, good to see you. Hey, guys. Good morning. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. So, Mike, outside of the uh, the actual outcome of the match, how are you? how was your weekend? It was good. It was good. It was cold in Charlotte on Crazy, Saturday. Right? Freezing. <laughs> Crazy. Right, I should have packed a heavy coat. But yeah. uh, yesterday, much like here in Atlanta, turned out to be beautiful. Beautiful day for the match. Yeah, bummer outcome. But uh, a lot of Atlanta people were up there. Yeah, uh, I you, heard them. You I could, heard them. You could see like on Mint Street and College Street Saturday night, a lot of people wearing Atlanta United gear. So that was cool to see, but I'm in sign up for like 35 degrees in April. Yeah, this that's no fun. This that's not why I moved to Atlanta a couple decades ago. Yeah, this this weather is crazy. But Joseph Martinez, he said he's having a procedure. He's out six to eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Is there any concern of the long term impact of this, or is this just to you know try to clean it up a little bit, or, or what are we looking? Well, at? Well, so this specific procedure that he had done on Wednesday, he basically got his knee scoped. They mm-hmm. were cleaning debris out. This is the same surgically repaired knee from 2020 when he did his ACL. Mm-hmm. Um, look, Hugh, you've played, mm-hmm. um, and you probably know a lot of people. I don't know if you yourself have suffered an ACL, not, but I'm, I'm sure you've played with many people who have. Not everyone who has an ACL comes back the same, yeah. right? And uh, Joseph's had a couple setbacks in his recovery, and at one point last year he indicated he was even thinking about retirement. My thing is this, you know, when you find out that Joseph's going to get his knee scoped and he's going to be out six to eight weeks, I'm kind of looking at the silver lining of, well, at least he's not getting the the surgery completely redone. This is kind of a maintenance procedure. He's got a clear timetable to come back. He's not going to miss more than a quarter of the season. Like That's probably all good news. Mm-hmm. Is Joseph going to ever be the same guy he was in 2018 when he set the MLS single season scoring record? I don't know. You know, I don't know what the odds tell you when you suffer a catastrophic knee injury like that. Because, as you know, guys, father time is undefeated. Yes. So, But, you know, if Joseph is 85% of who he was in 2018 or take that. 90% of who he was in 2018, I would absolutely take that. Who needs to step up in his place? Is, is there somebody that very clearly has to take the reins? No. I mean, I, I think a lot is going to be made of the fact that they got clean-sheeted yesterday in a match that Joseph did not play in. Um, I don't look at it as, oh, well, one specific player has to step up and fill that void. Uh, it's just the team has got 
to be more clinical in the final third. I actually thought they played pretty well yesterday, even though they lost. I, I know this sounds weird. I think they've played better, or they played better yesterday than some of the games they've won this mm-hmm. year, which I know seems a little bit odd, right? Um, they got hit for an Olympico. That's a fluke goal. Uh, I was yesterday years old, the first time I've seen that in person. So, you know, credit to Charlotte. I mean, it, they had to score, and they did. Uh, but it was kind of a fluky goal. And Atlanta United, I thought, reacted better to giving up the goal this time around than they did in Colorado when they they really kind of got unraveled. And against Montreal when they really unraveled, I thought they reacted better to it. But, again, it's just, you know, that final pass, that final ball in isn't quite there yet. And, you know, we're six, seven matches into the season now. That needs to be a little more crisp. So they have things to work on this week, but I don't think it would be fair to say, like, one player's got to step right. up to fill in for Joseph. Okay, we, we just said Joseph's out six to eight weeks. What, like, there's a lot of soccer to be played mm-hmm. until he gets back. What What are your realistic expectations as far as wins and losses in that time frame? Hard to say. You know, I, I thought they would go up there yesterday and they would struggle because Charlotte's a team that – uh, if they're allowed to foul to break up play, which they were allowed to do, Atlanta United was going to have a really hard time just developing any kind of cohesion offensively. And and Charlotte got a real break from that referee who was not calling anything in the first half. You know, you look at the next couple games. Miami just scored three goals against New England. You're going to play them in two weeks. Cincinnati was off this past weekend, so they'll come in rested. And they're a team that, for whatever reason, has played Atlanta United Tougher than maybe their overall record indicates. Then you have to go to Montreal at the end of the month, deal with all the, you know, traveling to Canada hassles and everything like that. Montreal probably should have beaten them at home a couple weeks ago. Then you play Chicago, who just suffered their first loss. So the schedule is going to get progressively tougher. Mm. Uh, it would be impossible for me, Hugh, to say, oh, I expect they're going to go X wins, X losses, and X draws. Right. I just want to see them play better. And I think they will play better as Aruju comes back, hopefully that'll be pretty soon. Don't know exactly when, but pretty soon. Josetu's going to be back hopefully in the next three to four weeks. That'll help. Hindman is getting closer to playing now, so help is on the way. Uh, but it would be very difficult for me to predict this is what they're going to turn out to be at the end of June when I don't know who's going to play and when. Yeah, that makes sense. Mike mentioned it, Atlanta United versus Cincinnati next Saturday, 5.30 p.m. pregame, 6 o'clock kick. Let's go over to the Atlanta Hawks, who have their – Hopefully, first of the uh, multiple play-in tournament games on Wednesday versus Charlotte. Mm-hmm. I've been saying all morning, I'm, I'm I'm extremely confident about this game. I'm curious if I'm a little too maybe overly confident in their ability no, versus the Hornets. No, of the three teams they could have played in the play-in round, they probably match right. up the best with Charlotte. So, but Charlotte's not going to be a pushover. I mean, they they're kind of like the Hawks, where they um, ended the season pretty hot. They won 11 of their last 15. They won three in a row over the last week. Um, look, it's Atlanta and Charlotte. I, I think first team to 140 there might be the yeah. winner. I mean, it's going to be a very, very high-scoring game. These are two teams that are bottom five in the league in scoring defense, bottom 10 in the league in defensive rating. Uh, it, what's interesting, though, guys, is the last time Charlotte played the Hawks, this was up in Charlotte on March 16th, they held the Hawks to 106 points, and they completely bottled Trey up. Trey had only nine points. He was 0 for 6 from 3. In fact, I think that was Trey's season low. So that's just that's something to keep in mind. A lot of attention is going to be put on Charlotte and their defensive struggles, but they may have figured something out against Trey Young. 
the last time they played. I think it's going to be very difficult for the Hawks to clear the play-in round. I think we we need to okay. we need to keep our expectations realistic here because even if the Hawks win against Charlotte on Wednesday, and I'm with you, Tom, I I, I think there's a really good chance they will. Uh, then you got to go to either Cleveland or Brooklyn, and you know, I I just I don't know. You know I, that's going to be tough. I was going to ask you that, Mike Conti. So so because I know you've been real even killed and and, and you've been. You know, you've been realistic on, on the on the expectation when it comes to the Hawks. So, with that being said, who who would we rather see? Cleveland, all day, all day. <laughs> easy. Do you want to play at Brooklyn in an elimination no. game uh, against Durant no. and Simmons and Harden? You'll never get a call in that game. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Absolutely, you want to play Cleveland. You beat Cleveland three out of four this year. The game you lost was all the way back in October. It was a million years ago. Uh, Cleveland's got injuries in their front court that make makes them a little more. Uh, playable, I guess you could say. Yeah, that's a, yeah. Uh, so you want to, say, but again, that won't be easy. I mean, you would have to go to Cleveland to win that game, and that will not be easy. I mean, that'll be Cleveland's game seven of the NBA Finals. So, look, the Hawks are playing better. Credit to them, okay? Because a couple weeks ago, I thought there would be no way they could finish the season at forty three and thirty nine, the way yeah. things were going. Credit to them for turning it around and getting to this point. Forty three wins. Some years recently in the East would get you the five seed. Yeah. You know, I mean, we look at, at Charlotte. That. Charlotte's 43 and 39. They're 10th. Yeah. Like, come on. That's usually good enough for like a five or a six, maybe a seven seed. Uh, so the Hawks ended up doing a pretty good job when you look at the season from afar and not just drill down on segments. But they're going to have to elevate to a different level now because basically you're going to have to play two game sevens this week. The Hawks rose to the challenge in a Game 7 last year, but they had John Collins in that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're probably not going to have John Collins this week. I don't know for sure, but I don't think they're going to have John Collins this week. If you get 26 points out of Gallo like you did yesterday against Houston, you'll have a puncher's chance. But that, to me, is what it comes down to. Can you win a couple Game 7s without your second-best player, John and, Collins? And you know what I was about to say, speculating here, because we don't know. I don't know, you know if he's going to be ready for this game or the next game. How far do you think we could potentially go if we don't have John Collins? Well, uh, your first round opponent would be Miami. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not good. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Look, I mean, quite frankly, at the end of it's all of this, baby. you're going to look back at the games you lost to Detroit, the games you lost to the New York Knicks, the games you lost to San Antonio, to Orlando. San Antonio's in the play-in rounds. So that might not be quite so bad. But the games you lost to Orlando, to Houston, I mean, those are seven games right there. Right. That take you to a 50-win team, and you're in the top six, and you're not playing Miami in the first round. So that's the that's, reality. Of that's the reality. That's what it's going to come down to. So I think it would be very, very tough for them to win a first-round series in a 1-8 against Miami. But again, I think the Hawks do deserve a lot of credit for the way they've played over the last couple that. weeks to put themselves in the position they're in right now. It looks a lot better than being the 10 seed and having to win two road game sevens to get into the playoffs. Something you said earlier that that, that really hit with me, going on the road to Brooklyn and trying to get calls and no fouls. Way. It's impossible. No it's not going to yeah. happen. You can't let that happen. I think Brooklyn will take care of Cleveland on Tuesday. But if you're watching that game as a Hawks fan, you are really rooting for the Brooklyn Nets to win that game. You know what was crazy, guys? If Brooklyn Brooklyn was messing around with Indiana yesterday, right. if Brooklyn had lost that game, the Hawks could be going to Brooklyn for a 9-10 game. Mm. So the Hawks, in a way, got very, very lucky 
that Brooklyn finished the job against Indiana yesterday, Indiana team that's playing for the lottery. That could have gone really, really badly mm. for the Hawks if that had happened. But, yeah, if you're a Hawks fan, you want to root for the Brooklyn Nets tomorrow night because, you, I, again, you do not want to see Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving in a Game 7 situation. You just don't want to see that. Last time yeah. the Hawks played the Nets was April 2nd. They won that one here at State Farm, 122. Really, really was, good really game. 115. Yeah. Durant had like 55 and 55 and they lost. Night. That was Quavo. That was yeah. Remember, no Simmons, no Curry that night That's either. That's true. That's true. And it was at home. So, again, I, I want to see the Cavaliers. I do not want to see the Brooklyn Nets. Go go Brooklyn tomorrow, please. We will have the uh, call on uh, Wednesday evening. Do we even have a tip for that? We do. 7, 7 o'clock. O'clock 7 tip. o'clock tip, that 6.30. Day. We'll have Dukes and Bell out there uh, Wednesday afternoon, Perfect. and then the pregame show will start at 6.30. There you go. Mike Conte, I always appreciate you jumping on here. Give, right, give us the insight. You man, Mike. See ya. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com.